Hello and welcome to another episode of Earworm, the podcast driven by and dedicated to Denver's local music. I am Lucy Richardson, your host and editor for the show. And today I am sharing with you a conversation with one of the biggest bands on DU's campus, Bleak Mystique. This band is made up of three good friends. We've got a bassist, a guitarist, and a drummer. And they perform pretty much all the time, all over campus, all over Denver. They actually won the school's Battle of the Bands competition two years in a row. So suffice to say, they're pretty good at what they do. I hope you enjoy everything that they have to say about their performance, their band, their styling, all of the above. And stick around to the end to hear a studio recording of one of their singles. Okay. Um, well, I'm Sam. I sing and play guitar. I'm Aiden, and I uh, sing and play bass. I'm Jack, and I play the drums. So, like, how did y'all get together and form your band initially? Well, me and Aiden were in a band before that dissolved during COVID. And then we kind of made this new one, like, a year ago and went through a few drummers. And then we got Jack. Jack's here to stay. Probably. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe just kind of wanted to create something new. Something new, something better. So do y'all write your music, right? All of your stuff is your own? Yeah. What's the process with that? Like, do all of y'all collaborate on music and lyrics or? It depends, but most of the time I'll bring in something that's like usually not finished. And then like these guys will make their own parts to it. I send you lyrics a lot to like revise too, you know? Yeah, but you usually, you originate. Often. Often. We're trying to be more collaborative in the future, though. Yeah, yeah. right now, since I've come on, like, a month ago, I'm just playing Hayden Bosch. Um, that's, the old, that's the old drummer. I'm just playing his rhythms, and he made some really, really good rhythms, and they, like, lend to the songs they have right now really well. So I've just split men coming along, like, learning from the top down, like, what are the structures, what's already there. Um, but I think, like, next week, we're going to try to start working on some new stuff, which I'm really hyped about, um, just so I can, like, put my own, like, fingerprint on them so what does that mean like your own fingerprint like what what does that look like to you my style typically sounds a lot different than the rhythms that Hayden created he's very the stuff he made is very like linear and straightforward and kind of like punk-esque it's very very fast and I kind of like to like bend things a little bit more so I like to like start a phrase on like the end of one and like end it on like the end of two or some weird shit like that. Um, I also like really like Tame Impala. I know it's cringy, but I love him. So I like to play stuff that sounds like Tame Impala a lot. Um, so yeah. And do y'all have any idea of like what your individual style is and like how it blends it? I mean, I'm sure you have an idea of it, but like, could you describe it? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we've definitely like started out a little bit more like all over the place in terms of style like when the band started but I think we're starting to like develop a bit more and our sound is probably I mean we definitely pull a lot from like 90s stuff like I'm really big on Foo Fighters but I also really like Foster the People mm. um Nirvana Beatles yeah Nirvana and Beatles, like all the classic stuff but honestly like everyone you, like you can't not be influenced by those bands because like if you're not listening to them, you're listening to someone who listened to them. But I don't know, just like 90s, but we try and we try and keep it modern in, in some aspects. I mean, Sam and I have been playing together for a while. Yeah. So I'd say we kind of get each other yeah. at this point. Like, I don't know, it's, it's become a lot easier and more fluent uh, from like 
originating with the new song and getting it up and going, getting it off the ground, kind of. So when, when did you all start playing together? Like sophomore year? Yeah. So like, what is that, two years ago? Yes. Probably almost three. So when was Bleak like formally created? I mean, we started like doing the first rehearsals in what, like February of 2021? Yeah, I think February or, or January, yeah. yeah. But we had like zero songs or anything. So we had to like create all the songs and then like we got our logo and all that stuff in order and did some like photo shoot stuff. And then we like played our first show in May or June, something like that. Mm -hmm. How'd you get the first show? Like how'd y'all go into live performance stuff? Um, we did, well, we played at this like, what was it? The It was like a DU event. Yeah, May Days last year. And the headliner was supposed to be King Princess and refused to come because of COVID protocol. So it was just us and these two other like DU punk bands. And I'm really glad King Princess wasn't there because we sounded like like shit, honestly. Um, so that was probably for the best. But then like the next week we played at Larimer Lounge and I, I think we kind of got it together Improved. a lot more for that for that gig. And that was, y'all won Battle of the Bands that year, right? And that's how yeah. you got the that King Princess, whatever. Yeah. Okay. We won this year too. Yeah. Do so we're know? still waiting to find out who the guest artist is, but we should actually be good this year. So I'm hoping they show up. Would be nice. <laughs> Um, okay, sick. Well, was that y'all's first time, like, actually performing on stage for a crowd, or had y'all done, like, live performance before? That was definitely, like, Bleak Mystique's first Yeah, that was the appearance. band's first one. I was playing in, like, bad bands in, like, high school and stuff. Like, nothing good, but... And we had a band before that in college that did it, did some shows. I don't know if you got to play with us. No. Because COVID hit, and then you joined. No. And then we dissolved. But that summer, like, summer of 2020... We recorded a good amount of stuff yeah. like in your house. Yeah, it was we definitely good. We didn't do any live shows. No. no. It was a good experience, like, recording a lot of stuff, though, because we figured out what works and mostly... We yeah. more so figured out what doesn't work. We figured out a lot what doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> and we did a music video. We did. One of them... We did two, and one of them was good. But we're gonna we're actually going to do another one in the spring. It should be pretty hype. When did all of y'all, like, first get into music, I guess, or, like, get into writing your own stuff or learning instruments and me i'm just a drummer and i kind of like just being a rhythm guy i've been like wanting to like get into other instruments but honestly right now i think i'm just gonna stick with drums just because everyone always needs a drummer and um i got into drumming because my dad kind of had a midlife crisis and he got an electric drum set when he was like 45 so that was like when i was like 10 so that was 10 years ago and i just started playing on it and I liked it a lot, and I liked like hitting things. They tried to get me to like do piano, but I hated it. So I've been playing drums for ten years, and recently, since I took my gap years, when I started like playing in like bands. I started. I played saxophone when I was like eleven or twelve, I think, and I played only saxophone for a while, which was great. Why are you laughing at? Him? <laughs> and then <laughs> saxophone. Yeah, funny. I haven't touched one in like four or five years so it wouldn't be good. but yeah I started playing guitar like around after that and then I kind of started like that better I started playing like classical guitar when I was like seven and I did that for a few years and then I quit that and I started doing like the like rock pop thing like music that I listen to music that most people listen to just doing that kind of stuff through high school and then I wanted to go to college for music and to do that you like I do recording here as my major but you 
pretty much need like instrument wise to do jazz or classical. So I was doing the jazz thing too. I've just been kind of studying with like guitar professor here. Um, every now and then I try and learn some stuff from just other random guitar players I respect. But So are all of y'all in Lamont? I I'm not yet. I'm going to try to get a music minor. Um, yeah, fall quarter. That's what I, I have a music minor as well. Well, then, like within Lamont, I guess, or with your experience with like DU artists, do y'all have a lot of other people come in and collaborate on your stuff, like performance-wise, writing-wise, anything like that? Um, I mean, I also play guitar in Annika Erickson's band, um, and we we have one collaboration that we tracked. It's not it's not done yet or anything, but it will be somewhat soon. But yeah, I don't know. Like, we, I hang out with like the guys in like Broth or um, <laughs> Clog. Clog. Yeah, Paula's Flood and a little bit. I mean, like we know everyone. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we like Soap. Is Kylan Soap? Yeah. I mean, the most collaboration that I do is usually on like the production end of things, like just bouncing like different mixes off of each other. But we're trying to collaborate more with like just like actual just City of Denver bands and like Fort Collins bands because we don't really want to be like a college band you know because that always puts like a time limit on things like well when you graduate and everybody moves away what do you do you know so yeah. i think it's important to have like denver connections has that been pretty easy to do like the du music to denver music pipeline is that a thing i don't know if it's like a pipeline because it seems like for the most part a lot of bands like even if they get really popular people graduate and then like there's like a year or two of like the people under them graduating and then it's like they kind of disappear and go into communications or whatever. But uh, <laughs> like there's definitely like been bands, I think from DU that are still around, still doing stuff. Like Specific Ocean is doing stuff. I usually see them pop up in some like Denver music festivals and I know they're playing shows. But for us, like we definitely have relationships with other bands um, in Denver and like I've been talking to some bands in Fort Collins lately, trying to set some shows up. And we went to Arizona. We might go back like to Phoenix because we know we know like three or four bands out there now in some venues. So how was that going out of Denver for a tour? It was great. Phoenix is a cool town. It is. And it's very music heavy. There's definitely like a music scene there, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, we kind of just went with the intention of like meeting some other bands and like making the connections to be able to like come back and do like a three or four show weekend, which I think we did. So we're probably gonna do that sometime in the summer and it'll be insanely hot and we'll just do it. Dope, okay. Do you have any like weird or interesting stories from shows or travel or anything with the band? Oh, all right. This drummer's gonna remain nameless, but at our first show, we um, showed up and like started sound check and everything. We showed up late because we we have a problem with like being late to sound check. But we showed up late and the sound guy was like giving us a hard time and then set everything up and we're getting ready to like play our first song. And I turn around and I see our drummer has no cymbals. I'm like, I'm like, where are your cymbals? He's like, I don't know. And uh, I was like, well, like, what, what do you think we're gonna do about that? He's just like, I don't know. And we were backlining the drum kit for every other band too. So nobody had any cymbals. Um, we had to like rush home and like look for them because we didn't even know where they were, but that was kind of whack. No cymbals. You don't need them. I don't think we have all, all that many 
crazy stories though anything no. none has happened. we had a heckler in phoenix we did yeah but he didn't like say anything after we started playing it's just like before giving us like a hard time <laughs> about what he um, asked us if our band name was big mistake yeah <laughs> so that was pretty it was, that was pretty, pretty funny, funny. <laughs> yeah yeah that guy was bothering me because like i don't know we're usually pretty loud and just for like the style of music i guess and like our sound and like this dude was sitting like right in front of me and he's like hey i don't think your guitar is loud enough like that kind of thing and then he just sat like right in front of me for the entire performance and i was just like okay great like had to like ignore it i guess just kind of awkward but yeah i mean we started playing and yeah he didn't say anything, didn't say anything. like during or after the show no. so well that's good <laughs> How did y'all get your your name? Not big mistake, but bleak mistake. How'd that happen? <laughs> um, well, that name specifically came from Aaron. Yeah, that was from Aaron. That's my roommate. Well, I kept saying I wanted something with some kind of like mystique to it, just like not with the word mystique in it, but like I don't know, like a band like Nirvana or like Led Zeppelin or even like Foo Fighters. Like that name is kind of like you kind of wonder like what does that mean, you know? But we we're kind of doing this like like we were trying to like figure out something with like bleak because it rhymes with a lot of stuff and Aaron just said why don't you do like bleak mystique and I thought it was so stupid especially because yeah and it like rhymes with itself yeah but a lot of the music is kind of like ironic anyways and uh, it kind of fits the tone it's like yeah this name is is like stupid so get over it yeah <laughs> <laughs> sometimes the music's stupid but it's it fits hopefully intentional it works yeah. Let's talk more about like y'all's music specifically. Like, what? How do you go through the songwriting process, and like, um, I guess how it all comes together. If you want to talk about specific songs, go for it. Or current projects you have, anything like that. I mean, there's definitely been some songs that I'll bring in that it's like almost entirely done. At least like you and Hayden would add your own. Like I usually wouldn't write a drum part. Every now and then I would. No. Or and like sometimes I'll write in the bass line. Not all the time, but. Um, more recently, I feel like I bring in like unfinished stuff and like maybe there's like no bridge or like right. something like that or like this verse needs to be different somehow like you guys figure it out and we'll just do it that way. Like last week, me and Jack were just kind of like riffing on like a chord progression I had and I don't think I've ever just brought in like something as unfinished as that before but oh, it's on, good. on Thursday? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I like to do. I like to just like have a guitarist throw out a random chord progression and then I like to just like put rhythms behind it because I feel like with the rhythm you can kind of just like drive what's going on a lot with like how loud it's going to be, the energy that's going to be behind it. So I don't know, that's what I've always done when I've been making stuff with the uh, shitty bands that I've been a part of for Bleak. Damn. But yeah, and I guess like lyrics wise, usually I, I just write them like separate from the music. I, I like to write lyrics like to the like tune or like the melody of other songs just because it's like it's easier i think and it's like already gonna be in a good like form i don't know the, the exact like terminology for poetry but it's like it's got the right meter and everything already built in so it works we also like um one song that we've been playing for a while we recently kind of just totally changed the feel of the verse oh yeah it's, it's been in our sets for a while so it kind of like evolves too like a yeah. certain song will kind of change especially if we've been playing it for a long time and like one thing we'll do is if we like bring in a song that's we'll bring it in and if it's like the first few times we're playing it live if we notice people are like 
not paying attention or like it's the go get a drink song or like to start talking to their friend during the verse or something then we know we have to rewrite this verse yeah. and then when people pay attention throughout the entire song like they're not talking to their friends they're not getting a drink or anything you know then it's ready to come into the studio and be recorded um are you working on new projects right now and i kind of mentioned that but yeah i mean we have a bunch of stuff like recorded one song's done um we have to like retract some stuff on a different one but we probably have like three maybe four that are like recorded but not mm. totally finished and then we also have some stuff that we need to come in and like track that's written right now um and then we have a bunch of live recordings too and we wanted to do like a little like live like studio take like video series so we have a lot of stuff kind of backlogged how do you feel coming in as like the new member of the band contributing to new projects and stuff it's cool i'm excited um it's really nice to be a part of a group that's kind of serious about things so they're serious about rehearsals like i came on like a month ago and we had less a month less than a month to rehearse before our first show which was last friday and um we also had spring break well, which yeah was like, we had like two weeks yeah so we really only had two weeks and they were willing to do every single day rehearsing which was huge and sam is really willing to help me you know get the set list figure out was sending me everything i needed and that's really nice as a drummer to just have the things that you need to be able to like play right and last friday was just like such a fun show like we had so, I, I had yeah. such a fun time um so yeah i'm stoked to be you know playing with these guys i can't wait to start making new stuff um because i know they want to take bleak in a new direction a little bit so what is that direction the new direction you want to go in i think we want to be uh like we were we were kind of like between like we jump around a lot between like indie rock and like alternative and like punk music but I think at least for now we want to like at least me personally I would like to go a little more into the indie rock alternative kind of thing find some spot between like alternative and indie rock rather than like I really like punk rock and I like a lot of like punk bands but I don't really think that's our sound and you know, if any actual punk rocker was to see us play, they would just call us posers. So, yeah, it's probably for the best. So is that how you'd like define your music up to this point, more of the punk? I mean, there's like grungy punk stuff in there, but um, I mean, it's definitely just like alternative. We were called like indie punk by some like blog at one point. And I thought that was pretty good, pretty apt, <laughs> I'd say. The beats are definitely very punk. Yeah, in their orientation. Yeah. But the music's also like lyrical and musical uh, in the way indie rock tends to be. Yeah, it's like more melodic and we try and make it really catchy. What's yeah. y'all's like favorite song that you've put out so far? I mean, I really like our first song, Slow Texter, because that one felt like we kind of lucked into our sound. Like everything kind of came together. And like we did an EP at that same time, and that's definitely like far and away the strongest song on that EP and like pe people like that song a lot of the people at the shows know the words so that's my favorite that's my favorite as well I love playing it when I like was rehearsing with them the very first time I heard that song and I was like oh okay but it's gonna be fun it's a good song it's a good song hesitation's all right it's all right I like hesitation mid <clears throat> is that your newest single yeah okay. yeah that one's always fun 
it's really easy on a guitar and probably bass, but I know like it's it's a hard one for like drummer. It's really hard, yeah, it's really hard. So it's it's always fun to just be like chilling, playing the easy, just like chord, open chords, and like Jack's just like sweating in the back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I only have like one more question, really. Um, just like what kind of message or image do you want your band to have in your audience, whether it's from your songs or from your presence on stage or whatever you do? Oh, good question. I don't know. I feel like the music is supposed to be like really honest, just kind of sing about what we experience personally and what's on our mind and that kind of thing. I don't think we want to put up a front or anything like that. Like we don't we don't want to do like a white stripes thing or anything. No. You know, I'd rather just like be myself. You don't want to get called a poser or anything, you know? Definitely not. There's a lot of like <laughs> punk rock elitist people in Denver and um they scare me, <laughs> so I have to make sure I don't do anything wrong. I mean, I just play drums, so I can't really speak to like the message. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, it's like real, authentic, ideally. All right, then one thing that I want to do with this show is with all of the bands I interview, I want y'all to give me like five songs or a couple songs. I'm gonna start building a playlist of like the people that I interview. Can it be an album? It can be, but <laughs> can I'm be only gonna put like two songs for it, so. Valid. This album, Full Hand by Kevin Crowder. There's the songs Intro, Opportunity, and Surprise. Off that, those are like, those are like my top three songs like this year. Like my friends get pissed off every time they get in my car because I play them and that's it. Like three songs on repeat, but they're really good. So give those a listen. I think my favorite song right now is probably um, like Archie. It's either Marry Me Archie or Archie Marry Me. It's by a band called Always, A-L-V-V-A-Y-S. I've heard that one. I think it's Archie Marry Me. Sullen Girl by Fiona Apple. It's also one of my favorites right now. What'd you get? Uh, so Penguins. N- no. <laughs> Fearless by Pink Floyd. It's an old song, but it's a good one. 1971. Do y'all have anything like you want included in this? What do you mean? Self-promotion, shameless. You can do it. Hi, mom. <laughs> Hi, dad. Thanks for getting a drum set when you were like 45. Uh, follow our Instagram, bleak.mystique. See all our shows, upcoming music, all that stuff. Buy merch. Buy merch. You can order it online. It ships straight to your house from some sweatshop somewhere. Straight to your Live long and prosper. Live like that's, Larry. That's our message. <laughs> Live it like Larry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
stupid song about something that you're too afraid to mention up front. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of Earworm, the podcast dedicated to and driven by Denver's local music. If you have enjoyed the first two that we have released thus far, first of all, please keep coming back for new episodes on Fridays. Next week is gonna be really fun with two good friends of mine. Additionally, if you feel so inclined, please leave a review for me on whatever platform you're using. It really helps me out. And I would love to hear more about what y'all want from this show. Make sure to check out the Earworm Instagram page at EarwormPod for any and all updates. And click the link in the bio to listen to the playlist of bangers sourced from each of our guests special thank you to the guiding hand behind this production carlos Jimenez, and my fellow collaborators julia murtis and tony elton additional thank yous to ethan crawford and the entire staff at the school of media film and journalism studies at the university of denver i will catch you on the next episode with another fantastic band but until then keep it real and keep it local